You may be seated. We're going to have a good time today. And uh, I want to talk today very briefly for just a few minutes on the topic of pressure. And this message is for someone today who may be feeling in life um, an immense amount of uh, pressure. Uh, And it may be pressure um, to meet someone else's expectations that have been placed on you or even your own expectations that you place on yourself and you constantly undermine. I want to talk about pressure. And I want to read today from a scripture in James 1, verses 2, in James 1, 2 in the message version. And I love this scripture, and I think it's perfect what we're talking about. James 1, verse 2, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, everybody say pressure, under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try and get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed and not deficient in any way. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a life that's haphazard and just just moving out of every tension just for the sake of comfort, but I want to live a life of purpose and of meaning. You with me? Yes, so um, uh, will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for um, every single person here under the sound of my voice. And I, um, I ask that today that you would encourage the heart of someone who is discouraged, God, and someone who may be facing an, an intense amount of pressure this morning. I believe that you have custom suited these, these words, God. Let these words not be mine, but yours, speaking to individual lives today. And I believe and, and declare that many of us today will leave with a sense of purpose and joy in who we are in you, in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Everybody said? Is anybody good at math? Is anybody decent at math? Those of you with your hands raised, take a look around at all the peasants you emotionally scarred in high school. Um, uh, For me, I think those of people who are good at math uh, are typically uh, stable people, pretty stable people. And um, you may ask, am I good at math? Absolutely not. And there's a little window into my soul. And I want to tell you a quick story um, from whenever I was a senior in high school. And uh, when it comes to math, and, and in, in this time, I uh, had come to my parents' attention that I was uh, failing algebra again and wouldn't be able to graduate. So um, I was really stressed. It was coming to the end of the semester. And uh, I remember one morning sitting on the couch uh, and just like really discouraged and stressed out about going into school because I had I didn't have my homework completed and, and uh, it was just all this pressure and I was all up in wheels about it and Dad came and sat next to me and he's like What's wrong, son? And I'm like, Dad, you know, um, I'm just real stressed out under uh, about math and and my homework I'm gonna walk in with an empty homework and and uh, it's just I'm not gonna be able to graduate and my life is over you know and he's like son this is what the advice that he gave me and he gives to me to this day you just walk in there today with a smile on your face and the worse it gets the more you smile have a good day son I'm like thanks dad 
Thanks, Dad. So I get into school. That's what happens. I'm in school that day, and, and after lunch, the bell rings, and I walk into math class, right? But walking into math class, for me, it's a more, more like... Um, Mount Doom, per se. Like, like um, uh, the teacher is the Dark Lord with her eye ever watchful. And, uh, and I'm like Bormir, the guy who's going to die anyway, but we just throw it in there and watch it. You know, so I'm in there, and she calls forward the homework. So we begin passing forward the homework. And uh, when she gathers all the homework and takes it to her desk, she begins to go through it, and she looks over at me, and she says, uh, Preston? Mr. Woody, please stand up and head to the board. And at that moment, my heart begins to, to beat with pressure. And this passion of fear begins to pulsate through my veins. I'm, I'm taking every little step I, I can. The, the walk to the board felt like an hour. And I get to the, I get to the front of the board, and and she and she begins to describe this complex problem from the homework assignment that I obviously didn't do. And I walk to the board and pick up a small little piece of chalk, and 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 the teacher she's just she's just glaring at me, and she's just she has it out for me. And so she stands up there next to me, and she says she she says well. Go ahead. In front of everybody, I, I put the I put the chalk up to the board, and I just remembered the advice of my dad. And I, and I kid you not, I impulsively look at Miss Patterson like this, and she she goes, oh, "You think it's funny?" And I and I and I just hold it. And all of a sudden, the class just starts laughing, <laughs> not helping at all. And she goes, Mr. Woody, to the office. And I kid you not, I don't know what came over me. I walked to the office like this. <laughs> so it so happens I get home that day, right? I walk in the door. Mom's waiting in the front. Uh, Preston, uh, I got an email from your teacher today. From the one class that you're supposed to pass right? And you were sent to the office. And I was like, yeah, did, did it say what it was for? And she goes, yes, for smiling. And she, what did we tell you about smiling to your teachers? I'm like, dad said to do it. You know, like math is this intense pressure, and it's funny, you know, when we talk about, you know, these type of issues when it's just math and it's school and it's just senior, but when the pressure is your life, it's not really something to laugh at. Pressure to perform at a job that you hate. Pressure to be somebody that all these forced expectations are on you to be. When it's pressure to get a job when you've been to eight job interviews and no one's calling back, now that's pressure. I want to speak to that today on the topic of pressure and what we do when we face immense pressure. And you know, James in the scripture, it says, consider it, it says so politely, consider it a sheer gift when we, we face tests and challenges, but it doesn't really feel like a gift when you feel pressure on you and you just feel like giving up. It doesn't feel, feel like a sheer gift when you're just fighting to get out of bed. It doesn't feel like a good gift when you get up again and every time you seem to be making momentum in your life, you just fall back down, seeming like you're farther back than you were before. That doesn't feel like a gift to me. Pressure. Pressure. 
What do we do when we face immense amounts of pressure? Well, go with me to Mark chapter 14, verses 32. It turns out that Jesus himself finds himself in a similar place of pressure. We find Jesus in this dark, this intense moment where where the entire world is seems to be closing in around him. We find Jesus in this moment. The reason I love this passage is because it shows like never before the humanity of Jesus. Jesus is who is not 50% God and 50% man, but rather 100% God and 100% man is showing his full humanity like never before. And it says in Mark 14, verse 32, they went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. And what Jesus says right here is extremely revealing to who Jesus is, I believe. Jesus says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And if you've ever been in a place in your life where you just feel so overwhelmed and compounded, where you even think in your mind or even say out loud, it would be better if I would just die, then you can take heart because guess what? (laughs) Jesus has been there. And where Jesus is, not only the physical pain of crucifixion that is to come, which crucifixion, which is to be one of the most arduous and intense and humiliating ways to die. Not only was Jesus facing that, and crucifixion, anyone ever heard of the word excruciating? We use that commonly, but that was derived from the term crucifixion to describe an intense level of pain. But I don't, I don't believe that this is the half of it. Not only was Jesus facing the threat of physical pain, but the spiritual pain. What was about to happen to Jesus on a spiritual level was exceptionally profound. Jesus, the son of God, was about to take the weight of the world on him, the sin. If you can imagine the feeling you, you feel when you sin, the shame and the weight of the condemnation you feel in your heart, Jesus was about to experience times a billion. He was about to take every past, present, and future sin on him in an instant to be compressed on him in that moment. And for the first time, because of that, for the first time in Jesus' Jesus' life, and he's had God with him his whole life, Jesus was going to be outside of the presence of his Father. Jesus himself was under intense pressure. Verse 35 says, going a little farther, he fell fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass him. He says, Abba, Father. He said, everything is possible with you, but take this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but you will. Jesus, the son of God who knows the future, is asking God, in other words, is there no other way? God, is there no other way to escape this pain, this pressure that I'm feeling? 
37 says, Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping, of all things. Those that were closest to him seemed to care the least. And what he says shows even more of his humanity. As he says, Simon, he said, Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you just keep up with me for an hour? Uh, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Even Jesus himself wanted to, in a sense, in that mom- dark moment, share the load with his friends, those closest to him. And I share this with you, not into, to in any way undermine what you're going through and the pressure you face, but rather to share with you through God's word that anything that you have faced the fear, the pressure, guess what? Jesus has been there. Jesus has had friends abandon him. Jesus has been betrayed by those closest to him. Jesus has faced immense and excruciating human pressure. And oftentimes, I see people searching for purpose in life while at the same time avoiding any and all pressure. But what I feel my assignment to share someone today is what if the very pressure that you feel, the very pressure that you are attempting to remove yourself from time and time again contains the purpose that God has for you? What if the pressure that you face contains the purpose God intends to reveal in you? I call this message today, my pressure my purpose, my pressure, my purpose. And um, I want to tell you why I, I call it this is the Garden of Gethsemane, which is where Jesus was. It was a, a an olive garden, not like a restaurant that we go to, but 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 a but a uh, a mountainside, and and Jesus was there. And what Gethsemane actually means is olive press. And what's interesting about that is in those days, olives were pressed for what? Oil. And when oil was pressed from the olives, the oil in those days, it was custom for that to represent anointing, which is to say anointing for those who have a purpose and who are set apart per se, which is to say anointing and purpose is uniquely intertwined with pressure. Pressure is sort of a prerequisite for anointing and for purpose. I want to uh, illustrate for you real quick. I have here a, um, oh, thank you for my music. So I have here what I, rep- what I call the dark side. All right. And I hope I don't get in trouble for this. I have the dark side and Right here I have us. <laughs> We're cute and we go through life and, you know, kind of avoiding pressure. It's not too bad and life's easy. It's okay. And, oh, I feel pain. I'll just go over here. And then the dark side comes and, oh, ah, oh, well, I'll just go on about my life. We could go like that. But, but, but I want to suggest an alternative If I could have my friend Mark come up here. All right, here's the alternative. Something that is powered by what? 
powered by the more you pump, the more the power. You like it? You see it? So whenever tough times face me, it's building into me. Whenever darkness comes in around me, it's building something into me. And with all this built up pressure, let's see what happens. Oh, let's more, we got more pressure. We need more pressure. We need more pressure. More pressure, more pressure, more pressure. All right, let's move a little closer. Move a little closer. More pressure. Come on, more pressure. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And here's what I'm wanting to say is, what if your pressure is uniquely intertwined with your purpose? What if instead of trying to get out of the pressure, and that's human nature, we embrace the pressure and let it build into us power, let it build into us strength, let it build into us courage to face the dark side. You like it? You get it? My pressure, my purpose. My pressure, my purpose. And I'm going to close here in the bank and go ahead and and join me. And I want to share with you one more story as I close of uh, a time in my life, uh, which would have been in 2013. Um, It was about 1.30 a.m. And I remember laying in bed, just uh, feeling rather discouraged and and uh, I had over me, uh, you know, for most of my life, this, uh, I would describe it as a fog, maybe. <laughs> and uh, I just consistently and continuously felt this sense of sadness all the time. And I, and I couldn't put my, my finger on it. And, and things seemed to be okay in life. Like, I mean, I had a good family. I had a good, a good job. And things seemed to be going okay here and there. But, but I just had this overwhelming uh, darkness. And, and I, I had kept it to myself for many years. And I decided to, in a moment of really desperation, to, to reach out and to start seeing uh, doctors and I went to, to one doctor after another, and, and I finally went to one, and she said that, oh, it looks like that you have um, ADHD and depression. And I was like, I have ADHD? And she goes, no, you have severe ADHD. And I'm like, that explains a lot, you know? But, um, but depression, like, Christians aren't supposed to have depression, right? Let alone a pastor, I'd struggle with depression, or at least that's what I believed in that moment. I remember walking outside the office and going and sitting in the car, and, and this darkness that I would feel over me, you, it, you have to be in it to understand. Every morning, it would be a, a literal battle to get out of bed, to motivate yourself, and to find purpose in life. And I remember sitting in there and just, you know, praying to God and, and uh, you know, asking Him what my next steps were. and. And I just began to think about my life. And with my seat reclined, I felt like God spoke to me and said, I made you this way on purpose. You wouldn't have the heart for people like you do if I hadn't placed this inside of you. And I was like, what? You know, that doesn't, that's, I don't like that. But I mean, God continued to speak to me, I feel like. And, and, he, would, and he was saying that, guess what, Preston? My, my strength is not made perfect in your your strength that uh, you can be strong and that doesn't do anything but my strength is made perfect perfect rather in your weaknesses and it turns out a couple weeks later 
I had a friend call me in the middle of the night and I'm still not really sure what that meant. And, and he called me and he began to describe to me how he was under this immense emotional pain and darkness and, and he really felt like he was on the edge of life. And, and I was able to kind of talk to him and encourage him a little bit. And I went to sleep and he texted me that morning. And he says, because of what you said, I, I decided not to end my life last night. Two more times that's happened since that moment. See, see, the, the pain and the pressure that, that was placed all around me turned out to be my ability and authority to speak purpose and life. And here's what I'm saying to you today. That pressure that you're trying to get out from under, let it, let it build something into you and leverage something that you had no idea that you had in you. My pressure, my purpose. And here's the thing about Jesus. Jesus wasn't on this earth to do a what or a how. Jesus's purpose was who he was and what was inside of him. You see, Jesus, who was a perfect individual, divine being without sin, his purpose was the blood that was pressed out from him which is our purpose for life. Will you stand with me? I don't know what you're facing today, but I feel like my simple assignment today is to tell you not to focus on the pressure that you feel around you, but rather shift your perspective to the purpose that it is building in you. You see, the scripture says, pain may endure for the night, but joy comes with the morning. In life, you will go through pain, you will go through hardship, you will suffer, you will face pressure, but someone has already gone before you and taken it. You see, and his name is Jesus. And if you're here today, and you're facing this intense pressure and, and you're just worried about this next week and how you're even gonna make it and how you're gonna stay emotionally stable for all the people that are relying on you and expecting on you. But here's what I say to you, let that pressure be converted into praise. The power of praise, let that come out of you. And I say for your life and for mine, let the wind blow, let the darkness come because I know the one who commands the wind and the waves. And I'm not focusing on what's happening around me, but rather the light that is in me and his name is Jesus. So I say to you, you who are discouraged, you who are without hope, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Pressure may endure for the night, but guess what? If you stand firm, if you stay on your feet, if you let everything around you be converted into your purpose, joy and purpose and life will follow, and I believe it in Jesus' name. Do you believe it? Will you raise your hands and let's worship Jesus together? Come on.